Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are back because we are the MI guys here. Um, but where I want to bring it back to, Casey, is what you were bringing up of like this partnering in the MICA, where we can look at what we're kind of talking about is let's say they're in that place, they're not sure, or they're kind of thinking that these ways are going to work. We can bring in these things like a menu of options, like you were talking about, Tammy, and go, well, you know, since you're, you're kind of at this place, I'm wondering if it would be helpful to maybe brainstorm this, if you're thinking that would be helpful, or if you have some other ideas, you're, again, inviting that partnering you were talking about, Casey, and then you might share a menu of options. Well, some people have done the water, they've also done some of these other things, and some people have done the water, and then they expected a lot of things to happen, and then they became a bit disappointed when that didn't you know, work out because they thought more would come of it. And then other people have tried this, that, or the other thing with portion size or, you know, other things we could get into, but you're giving them this sense of awareness of information that's neutrally being shared, not pushed, not trying to get them to do any one of them, but that gives them kind of this span um, of options. And I think that's a really simple, easy one that has a lot of ramifications we could get into but just by providing a menu of options that's one way to really start that transition into them thinking a little differently well and what i really like about a menu of options too is it provides a roadmap. sometimes people are so stuck they literally have no idea tammy what's one way you could get healthier i i uh i don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> But again, that menu of options, it almost provides a roadmap to go, oh, well, you said some people do this, you said some people do that, you said some people do that. All of a sudden I could do all three of those if I felt really motivated, or maybe just one of those, you know, resonates with me. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the menu of options because again, it gives people's brain something to kind of glob onto which as Casey was talking about is a place for, for partnership. And I want to keep developing this because I think we can go deeper. And I know Casey, you and I have done this in different skill building. So I want to just keep us with this thinking is like, so then you, you are partnering with them. You are bringing your thoughts to the table. It can be helpful for them. As we start to notch kind of our game a little bit higher, I want to kind of do this piece by piece to eventually get to, to the Casey level. Uh, but that's to say that, the next notch up is you don't just share the menu of options. You make sure that after you share, you go, well, and some of those may work for you and some of them may not. And, and that might spur something in you. So what are some thoughts maybe you're having or what of these kind of makes most sense or not? What's resonating for you? And it just keeps that spirit of autonomy and supporting that that Casey was bringing up, as well as this equality, as well as this curiosity that it might spur something else within them and that you don't have to be beholden to these things. And I think that's really, really important, especially as you start to think about what lights are you flipping on. The more I just share these particular things that I, I make money off of these supplements or I make money off of these things that I'm sharing, the more that starts to have a whole ethical thing we could get into that that might not be as just for them as we're thinking it. We got a little conflict of interest there when we just share what's in it for us or what we think is the best versus what we have seen, saying this is what we've seen, this is what the research shows. It's a bit cleaner when we do that. And then when we follow up with a question and supportive autonomy, it's just a lower likelihood we're bringing in all our stuff. 
But also that wouldn't be an equipoise then. Then we're following our agenda. We're trying to get them to buy our supplements or whatever you're selling or whatever, versus again, helping them find the options that maybe they just haven't thought of that are neutral. And that's really hard to do for us to be unbiased and have no agenda, yes. but it is possible. Well, it's interesting because the, you know, my brain works in pictures as usual. <laughs> Um, so something that just struck me that I never even put in this context before that I think really makes sense with giving information or who's leading the conversation, whose agenda is it. If I'm sitting at McDonald's and somebody walks in and he's a car salesman in the lot next door and says, Hey, I want you to come over and look at some stuff. I'm like, well, uh, I'm eating lunch right now. And then I'm going to go with, be with my family. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to come over to this car lot right now. It's like, it's, and then start telling me about the cars that they have on sale. It just is so out of context. So that information is not empowering. It's not helpful because it had nothing to do with what I wanted to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. If I showed up at a car lot on a Sunday, hoping it was closed to check out some cars just to look at them. And somebody comes running out and grabs me by the ear and tries to show me stuff they want to sell me. So even though I was interested, it can generate a resistance because I was trying to avoid that whole dialogue in the first place. Mm -hmm. Or if I show up and they say, you know, and I'm looking at a particular car and they said, you know, I noticed you're looking at cars. I just want to let you know that these, a lot of these cars have been recalled in the last two years. So if you want any more information, I'll be over here and give you information about some of the recalls that have been on this car. But mostly, you know, it looks like you've got some stuff you're focused on and I'll just let you continue to do that. That would be incredibly helpful information, you mm -hmm. know. Or, you know, the car that you're looking at right now, there is a rebate that, that's a significant rebate that can save you $5,000 on this. If that's something you're curious about, just let me know as you're doing your research. Like th those different, every one of those from being in McDonald's to actually being on the lot to, you know, every one of those is different ways to try to get information out. And it depends on whose agenda. And I think this is the same thing we were talking about supplements or whatever, whose agenda is it? And is it based on that person's goal? Or are we trying to pull them from pre-contemplation sitting in McDonald's and yank mm -hmm. them over and put them on a car lot to sell them a car. Mm -hmm. All of that is contextual and this gets into the whole empowering of sharing information. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that also then, uh, just to capitalize on that last point too, of like, if you are sharing information, it's you being self-aware, how tied are you to them, to them um, choosing one of those options and just being aware of that because the more you're tied to that even if they're in preparation and you kind of try to keep nudging them just a little tug on the ear not pulling you know just even if it doesn't generate resistance you might have now set someone up to be i don't know taking a supplement buying a car buying something else in sales i can get very unethical very high awareness with very conflict of interest when you share information mm -hmm. so now you believe in the product but that doesn't matter that you didn't give them a contrasting option that is their choice with them to think about it and not trying to nudge them or just yank them just a little bit to get what you want out of them, which is the equipoise that you were talking about uh, with that too uh, there, Tammy. But the, there's other things too beyond menu of options. And this is what I wanna make sure we, we get to is the classic, and we can do a whole separate thing on illicit, provide illicit, but essentially, what are things you've thought of for, for buying cars, you know? Oh, so you've thought of this. Okay, there's also these cars that have, you know, kind of this sort of mileage, this sort of uh, details. So I'm wondering what you think of that or where that kind of leaves you with what would be helpful from here. Elicit, provide information neutrally, elicit. You know, so EPE, you know, ch uh, you can provide information in between. I think that's a really helpful one. Some people call it ask, tell, ask. 
um, but judges are using this in different ways rather rather than being just so information heavy the whole time. And there's a lot of settings you could use EPE, but that could be about anything. It could be about diabetes, whatever it is. But again, like you said, Casey, I think what's important is these kind of staccato things, menu of options, EPE, these are just tools to use within the context of your MI spirit that create uh, the pie of MI. It's not like they're fundamental that you have to do EPE or you have to do menu of options to do this. And I want to say that what we're talking about right now with like brainstorming, supporting their autonomy, this is all in the range of more of a four kind of competency level of partnership that definitely is MI. When you think of like out of five with partnering, we have this in the four, maybe 4.5 range. But that five range is what I especially want to make sure we aren't remiss to miss that you are very, I think, powerful with Casey to talk about is beyond us and us sharing information, menu of options, EPE, brainstorming, there's this extra level of empowerment that we can walk away with by helping them feel as if it was their ideas to begin with the whole time, which may be true, and or it might not be. Maybe they had no idea about this, that there's all this misinformation about nutrition in society, but I don't, I don't have a need that I need to install that. I'm just going to give them the assumption as if they could have that insight with all that's out there. It doesn't matter what the example is, Casey, but I would really appreciate you before we wrap up on the podcast, talking about more of how you really empower them so cleanly. You could talk about, you know, statements and all that kind of cobblestone examples, but I think it's really powerful because that's, that's what gets to the highest level of partnership is you don't have any fingerprints on having had shared the information you did it but as if they could have the insight so if you would kind of just expand on that you know the one thing i'd say about that john is that and i can say this for myself because it is truly how i feel is there's a place of humility that it comes from when i really do know i'm not the smartest person in the world um and people can know way more than i know about something and so what damage is done if I assume they know as much or more than I do? Well, then why are they talking to me? Why am I getting paid? You know, I, I think that's our fear is there's this professional perspective, but there's a level of humility. And I think it's some of the things I think of in empowering and like Tammy keeps bringing it back to, if we're supporting autonomy or sharing information in an empowering way, sometimes it's just flipping on the light and people already know some of these things. Like, I just think how much people already know about smoking or how much they do know about nutrition. There's so many things that they don't know, but there's so many things that nutritionists don't know that are, you know, there's so many things that even cardiologists don't know. They don't know every single thing there is. And I think we get a little nervous because we get so protective of our professions or our expertise because that's where our value comes from. But when you look through this level of a different way of offering information, there is an authenticity when you're inside their reality and just think, what's wrong with assuming that they know so many of these things? What is, assume they know the research. Why do I have to put them in a deficit perspective, mostly so that I have some value that I can add to them? When, what I, and when I think about that, when I round it out, like if somebody says, well, yeah, then what is our purpose if we assume that they already know everything? Well, I just think about all the things I've learned from clients that I've worked with that I didn't know until they shared certain things. Um, they may have read a research article I've never read about mental health. And it's like, God, I didn't know that. And it, it leaves you in a position as always being able to learn, but then when we share the information, it comes from a different place. We're assuming that people are pretty smart. Um, and it, that may or may not be accurate, 
but it's pretty irrelevant because as soon as we open our mouths and share information, we will find out in relatively short order whether they understand these things or know these things or not. It's why it reinforces what you were talking about, John, with EPE. You know, we elicit from them first. We can fill in any of the mortar that they miss with some of the bricks that they have, maybe a brick or two too. And then elicit from them, how does this fit with why they're here and what they want to do next? I mean, just there's so many respectful ways of doing that that really is an empowering approach. And we do get to step inside somebody else's reality without us having to be in that higher, hierarchical perspective, professionally or personally, that really does allow information to come to the forefront and that individual to decide, is this value added for where I want to go or is this not value added? So I think it leans into what you're talking about, partnership of just the way in which we do that. There is such a genuine level of humility that they may know more about this topic than I do. But if they're here in front of me, there's probably things that I know that can augment where they want to go with it. And maybe they don't know anything about it, which means that it's even more open for me to share some of the insights that I have. But that's all part of the empowerment process. Which then allows for that much more authenticity for when you yes. can say things as if they could see it. Because that's, that's kind of the underlying psychology mindset intention you have to say things like that you weren't explicitly saying just now, but I've heard you do it so many times. That like, you know there's other ways of handling. You know there's other research out there. You know that cars here have been driven uh, quite a bit in the past, right? They, they may not have known that coming on the parking lot, but you're saying you know or you've thought about, or you realize, dot, dot, dot. It's not about the technique, I wanna be clear, right, right. but it is that mindset of, th that gives some people that are listening like a, a sense to practice of trying out some you know statements and to see as if they could see this. Just like you were saying, flipping on some lights in Costco could be like, so there's, you're, you're kind of feeling it's kind of dark over here. And you also know that there's, there's some sort of kind of light there at the end uh, of this warehouse. And it's where if you share information when you do that, like you said too, you're lighting up cobblestones in front of them that they maybe didn't see were there, but because you are there with your knowledge of the research of whatever it is, you, by, by having that positive assumption, you're helping them light up paths and they act and feel as if it's completely them and they didn't need you at all. And I feel like that's the level that I was talking about that I know you trained me in, that if you can somehow embody that, it's just really, really powerful. And you've had some experiences that may have felt good or bad, but that they felt like they did so much of the work, but really it was you working so hard to have them take their own onus, even if you did bring in some information. You know, John, and the one thing I want to clarify about that too, because I think it is, it's an important point that can be misinterpreted is we're not telling people what they know and how they feel. We're not, we're not installing that or instilling that. And so I think people can feel like if you say, well, you know this, you know this, you know this, just by the, the literal verbatim words, the people are like, oh my gosh, are we trying to brainwash them? Or are we trying to force a thought into their head? And I know what you're saying is that it's the way that we're doing it from an empowering perspective. And what I would say for an example, like if I'm talking to Tammy and Tammy just lost her job, and she's thinking, I, I'm not gonna be able to find another job. That's the last one that I had could ever work for me. I am so desperate right now. There's another part of me that once I get really good engagement, I can see she's just staring at a, at a tree stump and she can't see beyond it. Like it's literally, and her face is so pressed up against the bar. And there's a way that if I'm inside her reality and feeling that desperation, I've got the good engagement. I can also say, 
Tammy, you know there is a job out there that you are perfect for. You know it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it right now, but in your bones, you know there's a job out there that is something you would love to do and that can bring an income. It doesn't feel like that right now, but you know there is. So I'm not telling her how she feels, but it is trying to push her brain to reflect past the stump into something that she genuinely does know, but she can't see right now. And, and that's the difference between you know better than this, you know better than this, and shifting into that perspective that's more that person's worldview, but trying to look through their eyes and deeper past where their brain can see. And what's interesting with that, Casey, if I can add on to that, how much deeper that can go too is if you start um, using affirmations to uh, affirm and draw out their strengths that, again, uh, Tammy, me, I might not see that in that moment, but when you draw out, you know, the fact that you're so good with people and you know that um, you've got the skills to help any company go from X to Z or, you know, you start drawing out these skills and all of a sudden that is, that is also kind of sharing information. I yeah. know that information. I know I have those skills, but I've forgotten those skills in the moment. Exactly. Mm -hmm. well, Which is predictable and probable when people are under stress or crisis or in trauma. It's predictable and probable. So that's why we don't have to give them information. Sometimes it's just reigniting or, or elucidating information within them. And sometimes like John started with, it could be results from a test or an assessment or something that's it's new. So there's multiple ways, depending on the nature of the information about how we can provide it in an empowering way. Exactly. Absolutely. And to that, to that point too, of what you were just talking about, it really can be then spurring them without you giving information, but you said you know that there's jobs out there and you've thought about this. You've thought about those jobs. It's something that, that, that's so powerful to proactively, so you're provoking a response as you've talked about, Casey. You're saying, you know, like in one of Miller's videos, there are some particular ways you've thought about it, right? You're just putting it as if they could have, regardless. That's not you necessarily sharing, but it is kind of almost like you provoking the first part of an EPE where you're really curious how much what they have thought about and then if at a certain point they genuinely care but they're really stuck you can experiment with well you know things like indeed and some of these other job searching things are out there I mean you've, you've thought about this a lot um, and there might be other things you've thought about you know you can include that little bit of a resource and some maybe things in there just to see if they could see it but again, it's like you said, Casey, you got to be attuned to when you do that, just be careful and that it's for them and it's, it's not your conflict of interest. And as you do that, then at a certain point, if they're still stuck, menu of opposite, menu of options, EPE, brainstorming, take it or leave it, all these good things we talked about. But the more we can attune to what you talked about, Casey, of really empowering them. And like you're talking about too, Tammy, with you know statements from that spirit, I feel like that's the utmost level of truly empowering people with sharing information is when you can have that positive assumption that they could have the insight so long as it keeps them moving in the direction. I just can't think of anything from what you know I've been exposed to and you trained me in, Casey. Nothing else I can think of would be more empowering than that. And I know we've got to start wrapping up here soon, but at the same time, I just want to add on that that's really empowering for your client or whoever you're talking with to be empowered and feel good about the solutions that they just came up with. But also as the practitioner, that feels really good to us too. 
like you were helping someone light up their own Costco aisles <laughs> or, or, you know, take steps forward on the cobblestones, whatever, you know, analogies we've been talking about, but it feels really good and altruistic to help people get where they ultimately want to go. And, and that's for me where it is empowering information is because what I always think of with good partnership or sharing information in an empowering way is they wouldn't have gotten that far in their journey if our paths wouldn't have crossed. And there's just something about that. It's like, even though it's completely person-centered, even though I'm lighting up the, the lanes in their brain or whatever you know analogy we're talking about, when they walk away from it, they're further on their path than they would have if our paths wouldn't have crossed. And it still is 100% a person-centered approach. That to me is just what the, the mastery of Motivation Wing brings to the table. And like you've talked about, Casey, I know we got to bring it to an end, but sometimes that means us dealing with our own ego that we feel a need to have a thanks. You're so helpful. I care about you so much as the helper to potentially have the opposite that I know you have a whole story that we probably shouldn't share for time here, but you know, that they're like, you know what? I think I knew this already or anything along those lines where they're just taking complete onus in their life there's an internal satisfaction at a certain point that we don't, at least I know I haven't been trained in very well that you really got to go, you know what, I know that our cross passing, our, our paths crossing uh, has resulted in a healthier, happier outcome for them, regardless of if I get credit or not. I know what I did and I can lean into that, that feeling of contribution. And I think that's really an important thing to recognize too, that just because they don't say thanks and all these things doesn't mean it hasn't been that much more empowering for them. Very true. Um, I, I will say one last thing that you guys, everyone has touched on today, but we haven't actually named it, but also asking permission is a very empowering way yeah. to share information. Mm -hmm. So I also just want to call that out so people recognize that too. Again, because that keeps the control in, a, or as Casey likes to put it, keeps the client in the driver's seat and driving versus us just taking the wheel and just saying, do this, do this, and then do this. So asking permission is a great one. Given we've gone way over time, would it be helpful if we uh, wrapped up uh, the end of this at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Any other comments or anything? Ah, I think we've covered lots of ground. Perfect. Well, as always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for answering. And um, we're always trying to be the communi communication solution that's truly trying to change your world and the world. So feel free to send any topic suggestions our way and we'll be happy to get them going. You can email them to me at tammy.calais, T-A-M-I dot C-A-L-A-I-S at I-F-I-I, at I-F-I-O-C dot com. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> it's a Friday. Hope everyone has a great day. Thanks. Take care. Thank you.